Hey everybody, welcome back to StadiaCast. I'm Bill. That's Lloyd. What's going on, Lloyd? Not much, man. I got my uh, I got my second COVID vaccine shot on Friday, and yesterday was a write off. And today I felt fine when I woke up, but now it feels like it's about a thousand degrees in this room, and I'm melting. So if I if I pass out, uh, text my wife or something. Because, All right. Uh, I I don't I I don't know what to do. <laughs> All right. I will I will text her immediately, and uh, she will. Well, actually, I'll just tweet at her and everybody that, tweet that at her and that'll happen. Uh, <laughs> don't actually do that. Jeez. All right. So let's t- let's talk about video games uh, each and every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. right here at nerdnest.tv. We sit down and we talk about our favorite games on Google Stadia. And that's what we're doing here for StadiaCast, uh, of mm-hmm. course, this week, as as per usual, um, right down below. Uh, the video you can see like there's a like button, there's a subscribe button, there's a little bell sometimes, there's a comment area. You can do all that stuff. Click on the join button as well. See what that stuff does. It really does help us out when you click on those buttons. Uh, and there's a super chat button if you are here with us live that you can use to make absolutely sure that we see your message so that we can respond to it during the show. Let's get started with what we have been playing. What have you been playing this week, Lloyd? Uh, not a lot of things, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I was playing uh, after our big uh, playthrough a couple weeks ago on Rainbow Six Siege. I keep popping back in in there every once in a while, uh, trying out uh, different different operatives, different things, trying to learn the maps a little bit more. I, I, I think there's a really fun game there for me. I'm just not quite there yet because there. I basically I start and I'm like, okay, where do I go? Everyone else on my team knows exactly where to go, and it's just like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I come around a corner and I get a, I get shot in the face. It's like, oh, okay. So I think there's there's going to be a fun game for for there for me at some point. I just need to get to that point. Yeah, I, it's it's definitely a game where you you have to learn the map. Like that's the yes. hardest part of this. It's not the gunplay. It's not the. It, it, it's not knowing what all the different devices do. The most mm-hmm. important thing is knowing the map because every time I play that game, I'm just completely bewildered and lost <laughs> about where to look for. Like, uh, drive your little drone to go find the bomb, and I'm like, all right, I'm driving around, and sometimes I can't even get into the building in that 30 seconds that you have to to go look for stuff. Like, I'm driving around, and I'm like, where's the entrance to the building? And then it's like, <laughs> it's over. And I'm like, well, I was yeah. completely useless then. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm the exact same way. And uh, it, I mean, it's it's good that you're that I'm playing on like kind of the newbie mode and stuff. But it seems like all the other newbies are not newbies that are playing yeah, the newbie mode because they know what they're doing. Um, so yeah, I've been playing a little little of Rainbow Six Siege and then just popping into Moonlighter every once in a while to do a couple days here and a couple days there. Um, it's been a it's because of COVID vaccines and stuff. It's been a it's been a slow gaming week, uh, but hopefully that will uh, that'll change starting uh, this afternoon. I got got some plans to play some games. There you go. I have been playing like you a little bit of rainbow six siege like i'll dip in for three or four rounds and then dip back out uh but most of my gaming time for those of you who subscribe and have notifications turned on you've probably have been seeing me doing streams of the division two that game is so good like i I was really really enjoying it when i first played it on google stadia and for some reason i stopped probably got distracted by a shiny thing I'm back into it now. Right. I'm now max level. I finished the Warlords of New York. I'm running around trying to figure out what gear I want. I'm doing the summit, which is this <laughs> crazy 100 floor skyscraper uh, where right. you've got nine floors of regular enemies and then a boss level and then nine floors of regular enemies and a boss level. And I'm working my way up like I think I'm on. I did have to lower the the hard the the difficulty down from hard to normal because I'm still new as right. like a, I'm still a fresh uh what's the word I'm a, a fresh max level character. So I right. did have to lower the difficulty from hard down to normal. Uh but like I think I'm on level I think I just got to level 40. Uh so I'm I'm having an at level 40 on the skyscraper not level 40 as my character and I'm having an absolute blast and I'm I'm trying to figure out what build that I want to go for I keep kind of going back and forth between like a crit heavy build or a super tanky defensive build um right. I've even been like going into the PVPVE 
or PvEVP area, which is a weird thing to say, where uh, they've got these things called dark zones, and you go into the dark zone, and you're fighting against, like, AI, you know, to you gotta kill the AI to get the loot, but you can't, you can't equip the loot. The loot is, quote-unquote, contaminated, and you have to have it airlifted out. So then you you get the loot and you take it to like a, a, a place and you call in a helicopter and the helicopter comes in and takes your loot away. And then w- when you're done, you, you can get that loot in your like your stash. But right. when the helicopter comes, other players are alerted and other players can come and they can also attach their loot to the thing or they can just cut the rope and take your loot, <laughs> which flags them as a rogue agent, and then you have to kill them. Uh, it's it's really interesting, and I've been having a blast with it. There's There's been a yeah. couple of times where I've been in there and just been like, uh, okay, there's this guy here who's walking by. I'm going to invite him to a group and see if uh, if we can be friends and work together, and it's worked out pretty <laughs> well so far, but then this okay, other time the good. guy just killed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I I got a lot of that in Division One, uh, where you go to the dark zone, you you get the one piece of loot that you really want, and then you 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 call the helicopter, you attach the attach to the to the cord, and you're just kind of waiting there, and it's like, okay, no one's coming, and then 20 seconds before everything gets <laughs> evacuated, you're just surrounded by people. It's like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a thing that happens every year, Bill. It's called Bill's on Vacation, and he streams a lot of games, and it makes me really jealous. Uh, like for like three years ago, you were playing a bunch of Nintendo stuff, and I got addicted to those games. I, it's the same thing with Division Two. Uh, I that's another game that I popped in just for a very short time, all because I I have your stream on. Because I during the day when I'm when I'm working or whatever, I always have like a podcast or something happening in the background because I can't work when it's silent. Uh, so I'll be working and, and Bill will be talking in the background and just the sound of you playing is enough for me to be like, damn it, I want to be playing the division too. I, I'm very, I'm very, uh, I'm very susceptible to, uh, to, to, I don't know, changing my gaming taste just by watching certain people play, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been tough watching, watching your streams. Cause it's like, ah, oh, damn it. I want to be playing video games right now, uh, but I'm doing work. Yeah. Well, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You you put in you put in the hard time all all years. So you deserve <laughs> it. Uh, so as far as other games that I've been playing, I did uh, like I couldn't resist buying Mortal Kombat for fifteen dollars, oh, yeah. but I returned, I, <laughs> I returned it. I returned it. Really? Yeah. I played it for like two or three fights or something. And first off, the story mode, I was like, I I haven't like the last Mortal Kombat game that I played was Mortal Kombat Two. Right. So uh, it's been a really long time and all of this story stuff that's going on. I'm like, I don't care about any of this (laughs) stuff. And the cutscenes were really long. And I was like, all right, well, whatever. So I get into to the actual fights and I'm fighting against this guy. I don't remember what his name is, but he's got like hook swords or something. And he grabs my character with the blade goes through my chin and comes out of my mouth. And I was like, yep, I'm out. That's gratuitous. Like there's, I mean, and I know it's mortal Kombat, and that's the whole point say. of it. Like, yep. but there's something to be said for the pixely nature of the old ones <laughs> versus all right. When I, when Scorpion hits me with like this, this mace, um, Right. It stops time, slows down, zooms in, and X-rays my bones being broken. I'm right. like, so I went into the 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 settings and I was like, can I turn that stuff off because the gameplay of it is good, right? But I'm not interested in the ridiculousness of the gratuitous violence, and I couldn't turn that off. So I was like, ah, whatever. Oh, I'm really? never gonna play this game. I'm just gonna turn it off or, or turn it back in. Yeah, I thought you could turn all those X-ray moves off. Maybe, maybe that was an earlier version of Mortal Kombat. I really love Mortal Kombat 11. Um, I I haven't played all of the Mortal Kombat's uh, from the early arcade ones to kind of the new version of Mortal Kombat, but I've played enough where I I love the story. Even if I don't know the character, just the the stupid one-liners before each match just make me like giggle because they're just so dumb all the time. Mm-hmm. Um I haven't I I also picked up Mortal Kombat with the sale because I wanted to try some of the new DLC characters. Um booted it up yet. Um that'll be a game that I'll I'll get into eventually, I'm sure, and play through the whole story mode and 
probably it. I don't know if I'm going to be doing too much online stuff with that, but uh, what a fantastic fighting game. Um, I played it on on Nintendo Switch. It's uh, it's on the shelf over here, and it was turned on about three times, and I was like, hey, this is a terrible version of this game. <laughs> so I'm actually really looking forward to playing that game again uh, on actual hardware that can manage to run that game. So uh, hopefully, maybe by next week, maybe I'll have some stuff to talk about Mortal Kombat, because uh, that is uh, one of the titles that I really do enjoy. Well, I will say this. It's it's objectively a good game. It's just not mm. for me because of yeah. the, 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 the extra stuff that I could... I can just play... Um, what's the the clean version of Mortal Kombat that's on Stadia? Uh, Power oh, Rangers. Yeah, yeah Power I can Rangers. just play Power Rangers, which feels like a Mortal Kombat game without the gross stuff. All right, <laughs> let's move on and talk about uh, the news. Sure. Uh, so we've got this week in Stadia, and on this week in Stadia, we've got um, a couple of uh, of games that, that that are free to play this weekend. Uh, the Crew Two and dead by daylight and you know you hear me saying i don't like mortal Kombat because of the gratuitous violence but for some reason i'm okay <laughs> with it in dead by daylight probably because it's not it's not like they stop time slow down and focus on it like that kind of right. thing uh sure. so have you been playing i know that you love the crew too have you been playing either hmm. of these games this weekend or well no, no. I, I, you've I, been I, sick so you haven't been able to really play but that's exactly it well, have you played Dead by Daylight at all? Uh, no, I watched a couple streams of Dead by Daylight, and I, I think I booted the game once or twice uh, because there was a there was a couple things at launch where it's like, uh, turn the game on on today and you'll get a hundred thousand blood gem things, and I'm like, oh, I want those. I don't know what they are. <laughs> I want those. Um, but that's about it. Uh, I really, really wanted to get into the crew too, um, and play uh through some of the multiplayer stuff uh this weekend, but. Man, this this vaccine just kicked my hiney. Uh, so I haven't been able to do that, which is super unfortunate because um, it's not it's not impossible to find a multiplayer game. But during free play days, it would definitely be a lot easier to uh, to play through uh, with other Stadia people. Yeah, that that's absolutely true. You know what you should do, uh, and you know, no no expectation or anything. I guarantee that you would have an easier time. And this is not a solution that everybody can can utilize, but you would have an easier time finding, uh, a, like a multiplayer game if you were just streaming it because people would show up to play with you. Um, right. I've I've played uh, a little tiny bit of the crew too. It is clearly not for me. Uh, it's I know that this sounds stupid. It's not arcadey enough for me, <sighs> and it is a ridiculously arcadey game. But for me, I just right. like when I was trying to play it, I I can't get good at driving games like this i'm just bad at them so i i'm not interested in the crew 2 at all i have not played either of these games this weekend but i did play dead by daylight we did like an online uh we did some online matches in our community discord not this weekend but recent um well recently a few months back that game is really fun it really it is. is especially if you're playing with a bunch of friends so if you yeah. have not checked this game out uh, the games are available. They started out being available on the 8th uh, at 8 a.m. Pacific time, and they will will continue to be available until the 12th at 8 a.m. Pacific time. So basically today, uh, you've got to play The Crew 2 and Dead by Daylight and find out if you like those games. And if you like those games, they are currently on sale on Google Stadia as well. I can't remember the sale prices, but... Uh, both games are on sale. I think the Crew 2 is like $10 for Stadia Pro. And Dead by Daylight, I can't remember. But they also have all of the DLC stuff that you can get that's all on sale as well. So right. if you just go to the Stadia store and you click on, I think it's deals or on sale or something like that, uh, it'll show you those prices. And they're pretty deep discounts, I think. So uh, mm -hmm. it, try the games out. See if you like them, and if you do, then you can pick them up, and uh, then Lloyd will have somebody to race against, and I'll have somebody <laughs> to murder me. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It, Dead by Daylight is a really fun game. Uh, I, obviously, nothing that not one that I've played a lot, but I've watched a lot of people stream it, and I really like that kind of asynchronous style multiplayer where one person does one thing and everyone else does something else. There's there's a lot of fun to be had there, and it seems like 
at, at launch, maybe it wasn't so good, but they've they've put so much time into this game over the last like three years, I think, um, that it has turned out to be uh, just a fantastic title. Um, so it's it's one of the one of the one of the really good multiplayer games on Stadia that a lot of people are playing all the time. So uh, I'm glad to see all these uh, updates and and sales and all the crazy DLC uh, coming to Stadia because some of the DLC wasn't available at launch, I don't believe, and it's good to see that it is available now. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we also got two games that came to Stadia this week, uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night and Ease 9 uh, Monstrous Nox. Uh, mm-hmm. Monstrum Knox. I said that wrong. I apologize. Um, both of these games are definitely games that I'm interested in. Although right now I have, I've got tons of games to play. And because mm-hmm. I have so many games to play, <clears throat> the idea of plopping down uh, money for, for, for more games to play is something that I'm wary of at this point. Because I know that what will happen is invariably something will just sit there something that i paid for will just sit there unused so i'm trying to avoid what i've done in the past on steam sales (laughs) and stuff and bought buying everything so i haven't picked up bloodstained i haven't picked up ease nine but both of these games look really really good Mm -hmm. um i've heard fantastic things about bloodstained have you ever played that yeah, I played. I beat the game on uh, Switch, um, and that had some really huge frame rate issues where it would it would drop to like ten frames a second in certain areas. It was it was a tough game to get through. But I I love Castlevania games. Um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, so to have uh, the 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 main the main guy uh, doing this. Um, it, it's it's a great title. Uh, it wasn't great at launch. It was it was a Kickstarter game that uh, had a lot of problems at launch, but all those things are are done. It's uh, it, it is a really really awesome title. If you like kind of Metroidvania uh, games with whips uh, and other other styled weapons, um, so yeah, Bloodstained, fantastic title. I can't wait to play it on Stadia. I'll eventually pick that one up when I when I have some more time to play. Well, okay, so you said whips, so I'm going to have to use that as an obvious um, an obvious segue. Uh, a lot of people kind of got whiplash with the price this week. Do you want to tell mm. people about that while I put this poll in chat? Yeah, it was it was really weird. Uh, the game dropped on Stadia, and it was like $60 US, which is higher than every other store, um, which was really, really weird. Um, it was like 80, $87 Canadian or something, which is not something that I would um, that I would spend on a game like that. So it was, we were, everyone was really confused. Uh, and then the This Week in Stadia thing came out, and all of a sudden the game has dropped to $39.99, which is pretty much the exact same price that it is everywhere else. So I wonder what happened there. I, I wonder if um, when they were pricing the game, um, the publisher priced it, um, including like the 30% cut that Google takes or whatever, like put something in there wrong and, and didn't realize that it was like that in the store for a few days and then then went, oh, oh crap, and went and, and fixed it. Um, some people were really mad at Google for this, but Google doesn't set the prices, people. These are the publishers and developers, uh, if, if it's self-published, will set their prices. Um, so yeah, just a, a weird, weird thing. Uh, and it makes me wonder how many people bought it at its full price and then were really ticked when they could have saved 20, 20 some odd dollars when, um, when when the game finally dropped in price. Yeah, I tweeted last night. I said, what do you think the biggest Stadia stories are this week? And had people reply to it. And uh, one person said that, you know, they they said it, it's like nobody at Google um, under, uh, plays games or understands the gaming community. And like, I didn't reply to them because I was, I was super busy. But uh, basically, you already said it. Google doesn't set prices. Publishers set prices. Publishers decide how much a game is going to cost. And then Google says, all right, well, we're going to get 30% of that. So sure, I don't care. Um, If you want to sell your game for $1,000, nobody's going to buy it. But you can do that (laughs) if you want. Um, So that's like being mad. uh, Well, I, I don't need to I don't need to give a an analogy for that because it's it's really clear that uh, there's a lot of people that just don't understand how pricing works in video games and it's it's yeah. always the publisher that sets the price 
um, mm-hmm. until you get to like a, a brick and mortar store and they can set their own prices if they want, but they always just go with the MSRP. So, you know, the manufacturer's suggested retail price is set by the publisher and that's what everybody goes with. So I, I don't I don't understand why people were mad at Google, but I can absolutely understand why people were irritated with um, shoot. Who is it? Who made the game? uh geez who who does well, that the the publisher uh so yeah i can understand why they'd be irritated with the publisher but then the the fact that it was the same price as ease nine you know like that makes me think <laughs> yeah. that this was a google's fault like google like i don't know put something in the wrong spreadsheet or something yeah. uh, i don't know yeah. if the publisher actually said whoa sorry we didn't mean to do that uh but you know a little transparency would be good somebody should say <laughs> Yeah, sorry, we didn't mean to do that. Or you know what? We listened to you because a lot of people were mad about it. Uh, we listened to you and we fixed it. So uh, yeah. whatever whatever happened, we'll never know probably. But those two games are out. I want to play both of them. I'm not willing yeah. to plunk the money down at this point because I've just got so many games to play. And speaking of Ease 9, which I've heard uh, a lot of really good things about, uh, if you haven't played Ease 8, Lacrimosa of Dana, mm-hmm. and you have Stadia Pro, you have access to that game right now, so you can check it out and see if that style of JRPG is is a good fit for you. Because it's not a typical JRPG, it's more of an action combat JRPG. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Lacrimosa of Dana, fantastic title. Really, really good title. 505 Games, by the way, is the publisher Thank of uh, Bloodstained. I, I had to actually go to the store to remember because it was bugging me um so yeah you with with pro right now you can play ease 8 um really storied um jrpg franchise from all the way back to like the the sega master system Mm -hmm. so that's like the nes uh era of video games it's been around for a very very long time and um yeah it's good to see that it's still going uh i also want to play uh ease 9 uh but i'll be snagging that in in uh in, in, in the future, because I got, uh, as you said, too much on my plate right now. Um, it's just it's kind of crazy how, how many big games have come out over the last little bit uh, on all platforms. Um, so it's it's really good to see Stadia get a couple big releases like um, Bloodstained and uh, Ease 9. Yeah, and speaking of blood, Watch Dogs uh, Legion has a an expansion or a DLC that just came out for 15 bucks. Yep. Uh, it's called Bloodline. Uh, mm-hmm. are like you have ubisoft plus so no, not anymore oh, um, yeah. my ubisoft plus I, I only signed up for the one month uh, but i do have watchdogs legion and the dlc pack so i will be playing this one because in uh watchdogs legion bloodline uh which is their second dlc i believe um the first one being kind of the multiplayer stuff uh you can play as aiden pierce and wrench uh and it's there's prequels to uh, kind of how this game was so I'm actually really excited about that because Aiden Pierce was the star of the first Watch Dogs game. Really loved Watch Dogs 1. Um, Watch Dogs 2 was great as well. But Watch Dogs 1 was by far my favorite. So I'm able to jump back in and, and play as Aiden Pierce. And then I believe you get to add them to your list of operatives for the main game. So if you still have side quests and stuff to do, you'll be able to do those side quests as, as Aiden Pierce. Uh, which is pretty darn cool. Um, so that's part of the the DLC pack. So if you have the season pass, you'll you'll you can just play it. Uh, if not, it's uh, fifteen bucks for that one as well. Awesome. All right, let's move on. Uh, there's there's some people who are very excited because there is a Stadia keynote that is happening mm-hmm. soon, and I just want to try and manage people's expectations just a little bit. Uh, I think most people who um, most people who uh, pay attention to Stadia stuff will understand that this is not a consumer-focused event. Um, but there's definitely going to be people who they only tangentially pay attention to that stuff, and they they might look at it and say, "Oh, that's a that's like a Stadia Connect, right?" And this is this is something that is aimed at developers not at right. us the consumer and while there might be some interesting information in this uh in this particular um, live video which is going to be on uh july 13th so that's tuesday yep. uh mm-hmm. it look there's already 10 people waiting <laughs> uh so while there's going to be 12 people waiting it just went up uh so while there's going to be people who are there there's going to be interesting information in there no doubt 
don't expect yep. games to be announced. Like this is a thing where a lot of people they they look at this and they say, "All right, well, we're going to get some games announced. They're going to talk about you know new publishers that they're working with." I don't yep. anticipate that. They're going to try and talk about how publishers can do things that are interesting to publishers. And that doesn't mean that it's not going to be great for, for us. It just means it's going to be really dry. I'm, I'm anticipating. What do you think? Yeah, this, this is, this is like GDC style stuff. Um, the description of the video says here, the latest and greatest from one of Stadia's business development leads. You'll learn about new offerings for all Stadia, Stadia partners and how the Stadia team is working to make it easier to bring games to the platform while delivering new ways to maximize the return on launching Stadia titles. So this is all going to be super uh, developer focused. It's going to be, hey, we 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 have new uh, we have this new utility in our development tool chain set or, or tool chain where you can take this uh, Unity game and you can add uh, you can add crowd play just by clicking a button and look how easy it is. Like it'll be it'll be stuff like that. So this this is good for the future of Stadia, um, but I don't think it's going to have too much interest for people that are playing on stadia right now this this will be stuff that will come to fruition in a few years and will be super exciting when it does right which 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 again shows that google is planning ahead like they would not have these kind of things if the ship was sinking they would say all right well let's all get on the lifeboats and get out of here instead what they're doing is they're saying look these are the tools that we're going to that are going to help developers uh, figure this stuff out now even though we've said all that, I'm probably going to watch this. I'll probably watch Same. it, but with my finger on the uh, the JKL keys, so I can skip. All right, this is boring. Skip. This is boring. Skip. Because it's going to be boring. Uh, right. <laughs> if you're not right. a developer, this is going to be like a super snooze fest. And I, but I'm going to watch it, and probably at 1.5 speed with my my uh, my ring finger on the L key, so I can skip forward a little bit. By by the way, if you didn't know, that's a little YouTube trick. JKL. Um, and uh, like that's how I'm gonna watch it. But you know, I just did a poll in chat, uh, and people are like 87 people, 87 percent of people who have responded have said, "Yeah, they're gonna watch the Stadia keynote." So uh, obviously, people are excited about it and uh, very interested in what Stadia has to say. But don't expect any video game announcements, unfortunately, because I want I want more video game announcements too. Yeah, yeah. This this is definitely the uh, the grout in the brick wall of Stadia that's going to keep everything together. It's it's giving developers new tools, uh, publishers new information. Uh, hopefully, um, they're they're making it easier for people to publish games. Like the the whole jumping into uh, a new Linux platform with weird timing and and all the other stuff that that happened at launch that we had covered back in the early days of Stadia Cast. Uh, we don't hear too much of that anymore. So um, hopefully they'll talk about their new updated uh, development tools and um, debug tools and and all the other stuff that as a developer you, you need. Um, I, I'm interested in all that stuff to to figure out uh, what, what Google's kind of doing for all their developers. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the general um, person that just picks up a game and plays it on the weekend, this won't have much interest for you, I don't believe. Uh, at least not not right away. Six months from when this airs, it'll probably have a lot of interest for you because all the games that developers that were in in the audience um, and said, "Oh my God, yeah, we we need to bring our stuff to Stadia right away." Um, hopefully that that will happen in a, in a short period of time. All right, let's move on. And uh, speaking of games coming to Stadia, it seems like it's possible that FIFA 22 is going to come to Stadia. Mm-hmm. Not a huge surprise to me. I mean. The next Madden is coming to Stadia. It makes perfect sense that the next FIFA is coming to Stadia. If you are somebody that works uh, at EA um, on these <laughs> games, please don't take offense to to me when I say the differences from Madden 21 to Madden 22 are pretty minimal, I'm guessing. And the differences from FIFA 21 to FIFA 22 are pretty minimal, I'm guessing. So that also means the level of um effort that goes into con- making a port of these games speaking as somebody who does not make video games so maybe I'm talking out of uh, you know the wrong end here um <laughs> I'm guessing that it's pretty easy for them to make this port happen so of course they're going to make this happen uh we found this uh or I found this over on Twitter um 
at ES Stadia, which I believe is a Spanish-speaking uh, Stadia podcast. Uh, they yep. tweeted this out. They said the FIFAplay.com or FIFAplay.com shows us a section of the FAQ, uh, and it says, and this is translated auto. This is auto translated from um, Spanish to English. So if if the grammar is weird, that's why. It says in the section <laughs> which platforms will be available. It shows Google Stadia, and it says basically FIFA 22 will be available for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, PC, Nintendo Switch and stadia so it looks like we're going to be getting fifa 22 surprising absolutely nobody yeah it's, i guess the big question is will the next madden be the promised game four and will the next fifa be the promised game five and is this the end of the publishing agreement with electronic arts that was publicized a, a while ago we won't know for a while, I'm sure, but uh, I, I mean, FIFA is one of the biggest video games in the world. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not in North America. It, it is still big in North America, but for the rest of the world, um, like they make just boatloads of money buying the, the gambling uh, card packs from inside the game. And it, it just makes sense that if you have the earlier version on a platform, you bring the newer version over because you want people to uh, re-up uh, all of their in-app purchases <laughs> so they can play with their friends, right? So yeah, this isn't a surprise at all. Uh, I'd be more surprised if it didn't happen than if it did happen. Uh, and this just shows that, again, um, everyone says Stadia is dead. Well, they're having a development, uh, a developer keynote. They're, they're they're announcing games. They're they're working on a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Stadia clearly is not going anywhere, and this is the type of stuff that you expect to see, um, it, like second and third release uh, in into a platform that it's just assumed that it's going to be coming to that platform. Yeah, I you 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 said a uh, a question. Is it is Madden Game Four and is FIFA Game Five? I don't think so. And the reason not. I don't think so is because, like, they already put in the work to to get the Frostbite engine running on Google Stadia. Um, that's like, that's a lot of work to get an engine running on a new platform, and to do that for five games and then just walk away, yeah, is a huge mistake financially. Like, that's like mm -hmm. spending hundreds upon hundreds of dollars on, I don't know, like. Uh, cooking cooking stuff for your house and then ordering takeout every single day like that right. that's how I would look at that so I, I don't think so um FIFA 22 I think that I I'm not gonna play it because I don't I don't care about soccer but although you know what maybe I will play it because I said that I wasn't gonna enjoy Madden and we got review <laughs> copies of Madden and I was like this is actually really good. And the Frostbite yeah. engine runs really well on yep. um, on Stadia. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it really is hard if if this is going to be game four and game, game five or if other games are going to be game four and game five. It's hard to predict. Sorry, it's not hard that the games are coming. Mm -hmm. uh, but as as you said, uh, clearly the the biggest amount of effort is getting the um, getting the engine running. And it's not it's not a small amount of effort to get the new version of the game running on a platform, but the the heaviest amount of lifting has already been done. Yes, that's just that's exactly what I was trying to say. You did it better. Yeah. So the the, the smaller updates for a kind of like a point release, which is what each year's uh, version is kind of it's it's like a small smaller patch to a game that has already been uh, out for a while um, is going to be. The, the effort to do it is just small so getting getting compared to getting the game there in the first place so having it on stadia is just kind of a no-brainer mm -hmm. all right let's uh let's move on and i focused on one game but you you found there were a whole bunch of other games and i was in my in my live stream somebody had came and and, and told us this and i i forgot about it and then i couldn't remember anything about about what was said so i couldn't go back and search <laughs> for it um, sure. I just was looking for like 12 games Stadia. Like that's the only thing that I could remember in my Google searches came up with nothing. So you found right. it. Yeah. Tell us about Outright Games. So yeah, there's a publisher uh, named Outright, Ga Outright Games. Uh, they publish more uh, kind of kid-friendly, um, some people call it shovelware. That's kind of a, a mean way to to call these kind of IP, like low 
low um how do i want to say this um smaller in in scope uh kid-friendly ip video games mm -hmm. so they publish games like paw patrol ben 10 how to train a dragon uh transformers uh the new fast and furious spy racers game which is kind of like a kid version of fast and furious so kids can learn about family too which is which is great uh peppa pig adam's family stuff like that we we've already heard that the adam's family game was coming uh that um the uh oh, ben 10 um last kids on earth and the staff of doom we've we've learned that these games were coming already because of esrb and other ratings board leaks all over the world well um it, it looks like uh it looks like outright games is uh being even more proactive where they have a total of nine games now that are listed um as coming to stadia we don't have any official word that the games are coming. Uh, there hasn't been any press releases. Google hasn't done a This Week in Stadia on it. Outright Games hasn't released press releases. Um, but if you have kids, the fact that Paw Patrol, Ben 10, uh, How to Train a Dragon, uh, Last Kids on Earth, Blaze and the Monster Machines, Axel City Racers, uh, Gigantosaurus the Game, Ice Age, Scrats, Nutty Adventure, My Friend Peppa Pig, Fast and Furious Spy Racers, Adam's Family Mansion Mayhem, DreamWorks Spirit Lucky's Big Adventure and Transformers Battlegrounds all being listed. That's going to be pretty, pretty exciting, uh, especially if your kids have like a Chromebook and it's like, oh, my God, I don't have to buy you the next console. I can just get a controller for you. You plug it into your Chromebook or I'll get a get a Stadia controller and it will connect to our Wi-Fi. And all of the games that you wanted, say, on a Nintendo Switch or an Xbox or PlayStation are now available right there in the cloud. Mm -hmm. um, this is going to be a huge get for um, kind of rounding out the um, the library of Stadia. Um, meanwhile, the, all the hardcore gamers are like, but I want games too. And, and those, are, <laughs> those will come. But it's good to have a little bit of variety and have these games that are more uh, skewing younger um, and then have some games that skew older and then have a bunch of stuff that's kind of in the middle, uh, which a lot of these stuff, uh, a lot of the games from outright games are kind of sort of the middle uh, middle games as well. Yeah. You know, the, those hardcore gamers, the thing that I would say to them is, do you get upset when you go to a restaurant and they have a kid's menu with mac and cheese? <laughs> yeah, you like, flip the table and just walk out. Oh, my God. I cannot believe that this restaurant has a kid's menu <laughs> that offers mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. I'm out of here. Like, mm -hmm. okay, that's the same argument that you're making. Um, yep. And people like... People always make that argument when games aren't for them, they right. want those games to not ever be made, which is a selfish and ridiculous thing to do. So uh, yeah. I, I won't play most of these games, although like I had seen um, like it was Stadia Source had found this uh, Transformers Battlegrounds uh, was rated uh, and I was like, OK, um, I saw the Fun trailer. Game. And, and just looking at the trailer, I was like, well, that's weird. I don't really know what kind of game it is. So I went and I looked up some gameplay. Mm -hmm. It's like Fire Emblem? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had yeah, no is. idea. Like, I'm actually interested in this. I, for yeah. those of you who don't know what Fire Emblem is, it's turn-based strategy game where you, you know, you move your characters uh, to a point and then you can do an attack from there. And then it's the enemy's turn to do something. That mm. is really, really intriguing to me. Yeah. And the idea that maybe I can be playing that game and I can hear Optimus Prime say, Autobots, roll out. You know, like, like that's exciting to me. As somebody who grew up in the 80s, I'm very interested in Transformers Battlegrounds. And I was not anticipating being in, uh, interested <laughs> in that game even a little. Right. Yeah, it, it is a fun game. It's like XCOM with Transformers with their 80s look and feel, sort yeah. of. Like, this, this is based on one of the new cartoons where it looks very 80s Transformers, not the um, the crazy 7,000 pieces moving at the same time movie versions of Transformers. <laughs> um, and it, and it's, it's, it's actually a fun game. Um, it, was, it's, it came out last uh, October, I think, on, on Switch, and I played a little bit of, of that game. It, it is a fun game. And having it come to Stadia is going to be great. So this, these are these are the games that I said are kind of the more uh, skew, kind of like middle of the range games. Uh, very different than Peppa Pig, but also very different than like Mortal Kombat 11. 
Um, so having this type of stuff on the platform is, is going to be great for Stadia. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the part where we talk about the things that people want us to talk about. But before we do that, I want to take a second to say, hey, don't forget to subscribe and turn on the notifications. And then you can be here with us live and answer these polls that I've been running in uh, chat throughout the show. Uh, I, I decided I didn't have enough to do uh, doing doing all these things on the screen at once. So I started doing these polls as well. So I, I asked everybody, I said, which free game uh, this weekend have you been playing? 69% said neither. Uh, 27% said the crew two. 2% 2 said day by daylight, dead by daylight, and nobody, 0% said both. Uh, I asked, which new game did you pick up this week? 77% said neither. 11% said bloodstained. 8% said ease nine. And both said two was 2%. Um, okay. I asked people, are they going to watch the Stadia keynote? 84% said yes. Uh, the other <laughs> is no. Uh, and then would you pick up FIFA 22 on Stadia? Uh, 59 said, uh, 59% said no, I don't play FIFA. 21% said yes, I have FIFA 21. Um, 11% said, no, I'm sticking with FIFA 21 and 7% said, yes, I don't have FIFA 21. So it seems to me like of the people who are interested in playing FIFA, they're, they're going to buy it every year, every year, no matter what, it seems like that's the thing. Uh, and I'm betting that that 7% that said, yes, I'm picking it up and I don't have FIFA 21. That's probably because when it came out, it was like delayed and they either mm -hmm. already bought it on some other platform or they said, well, I know it's going to come out next year. So <laughs> why bother picking it up? Because I had to wait. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Yep. That, that makes total sense. There, There's a, a large segment of the gaming population that only plays sports games. Uh, one of the people at my work, her husband uh, buys whatever console, usually a PlayStation, is after a ps5 because they play nhl and madden and those are the only games that they play and that's what they do instead of watching tv they play those two video games all the time which to me is just insane but um but good for them uh if if nhl uh gets announced for stadia the next thing i'm doing is giving them a chromecast and a stadia controller and saying, <laughs> yeah don't 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 go get that ps5 you can just plug this into your tv and play this way there you go chromecast right there I got I got one sitting on my desk because I don't have anything to do with it because yeah. <laughs> because I, I've got it replaced with a Chromecast uh, with Google TV. Uh, yeah. Then the last poll that I asked, I said, are you interested in Transformers Battlegrounds? 54% uh, said no. 45% said yes. So there mm -hmm. you go. All right. Um, we'll get to the super chats in just a second. If you want to make sure that we see your message, use that super chat function. Ask it. I'm going to go to tweet uh, Twitter's real Twitter's. I'm going to go to Twitter real quick. Uh, I asked this question. Um, basically, I, I said, what do you guys want us to talk about? And William Millard said, I find it interesting. Where's my show button? I find it interesting that a competitor to Stadia is running a major promotion with Chromebooks. I don't think it's negative simply because Chromebooks now come with the Stadia PWA, which is like the web app, uh, in the newest updates. So... What William's talking about is there's currently a promotion going on, and I had somebody tweet at me beforehand and say, hey, this is going to happen, and I meant to make a video about it and forgot to. Um, right. But GeForce Now is doing a promotion where if you buy a Chromebook uh, above a certain price, and I can't remember the details. I think it's uh, anything two ninety nine and above yeah. at at Best Buy. Um, so it's a promotion with Best Buy. You mm -hmm. get um, you get a, a Chrome, uh, sorry, Chromecast. You get a GeForce Now controller and you get, I think it's like six months of premium access to GeForce Now. Right. Uh, and, and so William is like, it's really weird that Google would do that. Um, and, and here's my take on it. And maybe I'm wrong. Um, let me know what you think, Lloyd. I think that the reason that this is happening has far more to do with um, the manufacturers of the Chromebooks mm -hmm. are partnering with GeForce Now and Google's not getting in their way, which is the right thing to do. Right. Uh, someone in chat room corrected me. It is one year. Yeah, I, I think wow. it's more just... I think it's more just a deal with Best Buy. So Be um, GeForce wanted to work out a deal with Best Buy and oh, said, okay. okay, 
if if you sell three hundred dollar and above, we'll give you this stuff to give away. Um, I think it's just a way to to penetrate the market a little bit more, and and it's pretty common that you get stuff like that. Um, it's like buying a buying a, a Surface Pro from Microsoft and and getting some software from another manufacturer mm-hmm. bundled in. That's what happens when you when you when you run an OS. You can't uh, keep all the stuff to yourself. Uh, unless you're Apple, uh, then apparently you can keep all the stuff to yourself. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so that's a very interesting question, William. Thank you very much for sending it in. And then Louise, um, he said this. He said, the cross-play option in Rainbow Six Siege, it takes some time to find a match on Stadia only. But playing cheaters free is so much better when someone gets those nice yeah. shots. We know that they're actually really good. And hands down, best mega sale across all platforms except FIFA. Um, okay, so thank you very much, Louise, for the uh, uh, the 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 I don't know the the, the topic starter here. Um, what it's 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 a shame that it's so hard to find a match with Stadia only. Like I know Jem from Jem Bear Gaming on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to his stuff. Um, he was doing a stream where it was just people who were on Stadia and they were all on controllers, which was. You know, it gave everybody a baseline. Everybody's uh, has the same thing, and yeah. because they have the same thing, it's like everything's equal. Except that you know, Jem knows the maps, so he's going to be the best uh, <laughs> because that's really what that game's about. But right. when you're playing against people on PC, one of the great things about Stadia vanishes, and that's the fact that people can cheat. Uh, and right. people are always cheating. Like I think you and I talked about this a little last week where people came around the corner and were shooting you, and there's no way that they would yep. have known to look there. Uh, yep. Although I watched a clip uh, this week, and it was really interesting. There is a character who can look at your footsteps, and they look mm. at your footsteps, and then it shows where you are. And oh, so, wow. And so I saw that and I was like, okay, maybe sometimes when I got shot, it wasn't because I, they were cheating. It was because they were using an ability that I didn't know about because there's too many characters for me to know everybody. Um, right. So that's an interesting thing to keep in mind, but sometimes they're cheaters. And yeah. we know that they're cheaters because you can see the cheaters getting banned in the upper right-hand corner of the screen. So playing Stadia only, the the, the population is too small at this point, which is, is too bad because it is literally the best place to play if you could only play with other people who are on Stadia. What are your thoughts, Lloyd? Yeah, I, I know some of the big um, Rainbow Six Siege streamers have basically been railing uh, for since the game came out on Stadia. Is like, everybody that is watching, go get Stadia, buy the game. It's on sale for... That was when the, the deluxe edition was 20 bucks, and then now it's the... Um, whatever the the gold edition or i guess it was the gold that was 20 and now the the deluxe edition which gives you series one and two season one and two is 10 um but if you've played on pc well then all your progress is going to transfer over anyway for all the all all the operatives that you've unlocked and and i saw a bunch of videos it's like download it now there's no cheaters if we all play on this platform the game is going to be better for everybody um, and right after that, a couple days later, I, I popped in and tried to get a, a Stadia only match. And it it took 45 seconds, I think, to get into a match instead of 10 minutes like it did the first time. So mm. that is that's working. Um, but then it slowed down again. So I don't know. Uh, hopefully, hopefully this keeps happening because, yeah, playing on a on on a, a system where there's no cheaters is great. Um uh, David Rodriguez in the chat room says there's aim bots for cloud gaming. Yeah, if you're playing with a web browser, uh, you could have a piece of software that is um, that is doing headshots for you by looking at the stream that's coming in. Um, that's going to be almost impossible to ever get rid of. But you don't have people that are basically altering the game software. So you're getting shot through walls, through walls that you can't shoot through. Or mm-hmm. what I saw in a game where uh, a guy runs past me doesn't turn towards me and he gets he gets a headshot because he shot and it hit my head and I was to his left and then he just kept walking uh straight and and that happened on on Rainbow Six Siege uh, it could be lag i'm sure there there could be other explanations for it but man did that ever seem sketchy <laughs> where he didn't even he didn't even turn to look at me and he got a headshot and just kept running to whatever part of the house that he was going to yeah, and you know, more to tag on to to David's point, um, where there 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 are ways to cheat on cloud gaming. I can, I will 
admit that that's probably true. I have not mm-hmm. seen that, but I'm sure that it's true. Um, I would say to that, if you are waiting to completely get rid of cheaters before you sign on to something, that's virtually impossible. So perfect is the enemy of better in this case. Uh, yep. You know, you could have a better experience, but if you're like, well, I'm not going to try the better experience until it's the perfect experience like that. And I'm not saying that that's what David's doing, but a lot of people, that's like their their thought process is we can't we can't make it perfect. So I'm not going to do anything to change it at all. And right. like that's the that's not necessarily what what David was saying, but I think that there's a lot of people that think that way. And it's something that, you know, there's an easy response to that. Perfect is the enemy of better. Exactly. That that sums it up exactly uh, the way that it should be. Um, I, I really hope the streamers out there, the the people that have 20,000 people watching them on Twitch uh, are still behind the whole play on Stadia, play on Stadia, play on Stadia, because having a a large in um, group of people playing a Rainbow Six Siege on Stadia is only going to make the game better, uh, but it's also going to be just a, a huge advertisement for Stadia as a platform. Absolutely. All right. Uh, throughout the show, we had people send in super chats. Thank you very much for supporting us. Uh, it, it makes sure that we see your message so we can respond to it. And it absolutely does support the channel and helps us out. Jem sent in two messages, one where I'm assuming he just forgot to post a message <laughs> with it uh, because he did one. And then he followed it up with another one Im- immediately with a second, this one that had a message in it. So, Jem, thank you very much. That's the wrong button. Where's the button? This is the button. Uh, Thank you very much for the support, Jem. He said, I strongly recommend playing Rainbow Six Siege in ranked mode, and eventually you'll be playing with people on your skill level. It's super fun. I believe ranked mode is locked until you get to level 50, though, isn't it? I I'm not sure, but I remember Richard was saying something like that when when we were playing and we were... We were disappointed that because he had played forever, we couldn't play on the newbie servers anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was because he was a, a pretty high-level operative. And, and I will say this. there, And maybe you're like me, um, you, the listener, not you, Lloyd. Maybe Lloyd is too. But maybe you're like me. And hearing the word ranked scares you away because you think, right. I'm not good enough to do that. And it took me a very long time before I finally got it right in my head that ranked mode means that you are you are by definition playing with people who are at your skill level. And mm. that makes it a better experience for everyone except for the Smurfs. Uh, so mm-hmm. when you are, if you don't know what a Smurf is, just Google it real quick. Um, they're about they're about three apples, three apples high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you if you don't know what a Smurf is, Google it. But basically, play ranked if you can. Now I haven't unlocked ranked yet because I'm still super low level. But once you once you unlock ranked, play in that mode because then you're not going to have the super high level, super high skilled people playing with you. That's what happens right. in quick play. You go into quick play, and. <laughs> you've got people who've been playing the game for a thousand hours in there, and you've got people who've been playing the game for an hour in there in the same match. And that is completely yep. unfair to both yep. of them. hundred percent. You'll have me there without voice chat on because I don't want to chat with randos most of the time. And then you're fighting against a obvious clan because they all have the same tags in their username. And they're obviously in, in direct communication with each other and they're just destroying everybody, mm-hmm. which, uh, which makes it not so much fun. Uh, I mean, it, I, I'm not someone that has to win every match. I, that's not my play style. Um, but when when your whole team basically dies in 30 seconds uh, because a team is just sweeping the whole entire house like they're military trained and are just using <laughs> this as, as a way to to uh, unwind at the end of a heavy day of clearing buildings. It's like, oh, my God, OK, I can't even compete here. Um, but yeah, playing rank mode, that that's a really great tip. I do that a little bit in Fortnite. We're all playing in arena mode, uh, which has has ranks based on the the, the amount of games you've won and the amount that you've lost and the amount of kills all that stuff adds together to your arena score and after the first few matches which are always painful uh it does get better um so yeah as soon as i unlock rank mode in rainbow six siege i'll be playing that most likely all the time now you said something a second ago which reminded me of a problem that i had 
uh, over the last two weeks with Rainbow Six Siege, and that's voice chat. Um, mm. There was there like I was playing, and I was like, "All right, well, I want to hear what people are saying, or I want to be able to tell people, hey, I just saw a doofus come around the corner here, or something like that." And I could hear people talking. Nobody could hear me talking. And I went into the settings. I had everything set exactly the right way. Um, so I was playing in the browser. And oh, did you have headphones plugged into your controller? I did. Okay. So I had oh, yeah. I had these headphones. I, I, I hooked a wire up to them and I plugged it into the controller. Nobody could hear me. And then I was playing on my Chrome, on my Google TV and they could hear me. And then I was like, okay, so for some reason it's not working in the browser. But then I played again and I was mm -hmm. on Google TV. Nobody could hear me. And I cannot, Weird. like, it's so inconsistent and I cannot figure it out. Um, so if you know what the solution is, please feel free to let, let me know. Like, at me on Twitter, I'm at RunJumpStomp. Tell me the right. solution to get that because while 99% of the time I don't want to talk to randos, Sometimes mm -hmm. I feel like, all right, I'm in the mood to try and be a try hard and, you know, work, <laughs> like try and win the match and not just be like, oh, I got killed. I'll look at my phone while everybody else is doing something. Um, right. It, you know, I'll, I'll actually use the, the, the cameras in the building and be like, oh, they're right over there, right through that room. They're in the room with the washing machines. Like, get them, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> And I can't do that consistently. I can't figure out what the issue is, and it's very, very it's irritating. All right, moving on. <clears throat> Anthony Talcott sent in a super chat. Thank you very much uh, for the support. Uh, they said, little off topic, my favorite controllers are the Series X and Stadia. Both are super comfy. What controllers are your favorite? What would you modify on the Stadia controller? All right, well, that's a great question. Mm. Oh, man. Okay, so I would definitely agree it's it's hard all of the controllers right now are fantastic with i don't they think are. that we live in an era with bad controllers uh of course there's joy con drift and like the the ps5 has some drift issues as well um i'm gonna let you go first while i kind of think about this yeah like i i really like the stadia controller uh mm. but also like my series x controller um I, I don't really care whether the sticks are um are, are beside each other or at, at different angles. Like the Xbox has one joystick that's higher than the other one. Um that doesn't really bother me. I can I, I can play either with no problems. Uh, the thing that I like about the Series X controller is it's got a lot more weight to it, even without batteries in it. Like I have a battery pack in here. Um and I think for me that's more comfortable. Um but I, I still think one of my favorite um, controllers of all time is the um, the Switch Pro controller. I just love the feel of the Switch Pro controller. Um, maybe not so much anymore because I've been using this for four years. So the nice little uh, kind of texture on the the little wings is kind of gone. Um, but I, I still think that one fits me perfectly. Um, so I'd have to go with my Switch Pro controller, even though Xbox and Stadia and the Switch one they're they're one, two, and three with being tied in most most things for for my favorite mm, okay uh so for the switch controller i would say my problem with the switch controller is that d-pad that d-pad is not great yeah. um it isn't it's it great isn't. that is true if you're playing a game that is not d-pad heavy like it's just like a weapon switcher or something like that but if you're yeah. playing like a side scroller it's kind of a disaster if you're trying to play tetris 99 on your <laughs> on your uh switch pro controller not a good experience. Right. I usually use the Joy-Cons for that. Um, right. Then w the Xbox controller, I think, has a wonderful D-pad. Uh, that D-pad's really cool, the way it's raised up on the sides. Yeah, I like that I one. I don't like the sticks on the Xbox Series controller. Uh, I find, like, I was playing a lot of... What's that dodgeball game from EA? It's really great. Ah, uh, yes. It's that game. Yeah, that oh. the, that that dodgeball. Somebody in chat will know. The dodgeball game uh, 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 from EA is super, super fun. I find that when I click the stick in and I'm like, I have to click it to run, I, I find the ridge on the edge of the uh, on the edge of the stick to just like be irritating to me. Uh, oh, really? I, I, yeah, I don't like that. I would say that the 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 Switch Pro controller thumbsticks are much better 
compared to uh, the thumbsticks that mm. are on the Xbox, in my opinion. Um, right. And I would say the Stadia is like the depression in the middle of the... This is so picky and nitpicky, but you asked. <laughs> um, the depression in the middle of the Stadia controller, of in the middle of the stick on the Stadia controller, is shallower than the depression in the middle of the Xbox controller stick. And I think that that depression... Knockout City, thank you. Yes, that's the dodgeball game. The, de the depression being so deep on the Xbox controller is the reason that I don't like it. The mm. one that I would say is probably really surprising to me is the Luna controller. Uh, the Luna controller is very, very comfortable. The face buttons are like a mixture between the super wide and flat um, uh, buttons of the Switch Pro controller and the rounded buttons on the Xbox controller. It's like they're rounded like the Xbox controller on the bottom, but then they're flat on top, and I really like that a lot. Uh, the D-pad feels really good, and I have to say, this thing is heavy. Like, this is a very hef hefty controller. It's I got like a that. great build quality. I like that a lot. So do I have a Maybe. favorite one? No, but if I could take all of these different parts and put them together, that's what I would do. Right. Uh, to answer your second part of your question, Anthony, what would I change about the um, the Stadia controller? Uh, I don't know. I would add gyro um, because I yeah. love gyro. Not not for like waggle games, uh, but I like gyro for aiming stuff, like aim down sights and have it turn on gyro real quick to get that perfect super quick headshot. Uh, that's really really cool. Mm, well, yeah, to answer your second part of the question, because I didn't do that either, Anthony, I think the only thing I would change with the CD controller is I need I need like a little uh, NN right here between the uh, the hamburger button and the three dot button uh, for Nerd Nest. I, I hear that's available <laughs> on on one specific controller out there. Um, Anthony has a uh, has a. Um, a laser etcher and he etched our logo on his stadia controller which was really really freaking cool and then he put our faces on the on the sticks so <laughs> bill was looking left or right and i was looking left on the on the right stick which was uh really 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 darn cool um i i really like the stadia controller like the the only thing that i that i that I think it needs is a little bit more weight in the arms uh, because then it would feel very much like the Xbox controller. Um, I, I prefer my thumbsticks to be concave, not convex. So the Switch Pro controller has a bit of a convex. Uh, so there's an indent and then there's like a bubble where you put your fingers. Um, I love the Xbox uh, series controllers because they have some texture around the D-pad that um, makes it a little bit more comfortable to, to make sure that my finger is right in the right place. So maybe if they took a little bit of that texturing on the thumbsticks and put it on the Stadia controller, it would be even more comfortable for me. And, and I know that a lot of people are like, well, how come you didn't mention the um, the the PS5 controller? Yeah. Don't because have <laughs> all of those features, well, I have one downstairs. All of those features yep. of it are great, but they're going to be ignored by most developers. So all of the cool things about that controller are just are, are most of the time going to be useless um to answer another another to to re-answer that question i would do wish that the triggers on the stadia controller had a little more resistance to them like they just pushed mm -hmm. back a little bit more i think that that would be uh, but would be an improvement that i would go for but overall i think this is a great controller and the wasabi is the best it is my wasabi is upstairs because i was playing on my tablet the last night a little bit um well between fever dreams uh, and so uh, yeah i love i love my wasabi controller all right before we wrap up there are people in chat who are asking if we're doing a D, &D session this week we are not doing a D, D session this week i have more world building to do and lloyd got his second shot so he's feeling a little under the weather so uh those two things combined mean that we may we're, that we're not going to do a D, D session today however after the show is over i'm going to take about 20 or 30 minutes uh off and then i'm probably going to come back with a division two stream and i'm going to try something weird uh division <laughs> two has this mode that i just found out about where you can make a hardcore character uh and if they get killed that character is dead forever all right so i think i'm going to do uh, a brand new hardcore character uh stream 
uh, right here. It's going to take me some time. I got to make a thumbnail and everything. I wasn't, I didn't think about it yet or, or until just now, uh, but I think that's what I'm going to do. So in about a half hour, come back to the channel and look for that, uh, that stream of the division two. I'm going to be playing a hardcore character and I'm probably going to die pretty quickly because I'm not very good <laughs> at the game. <laughs> first guy you come across uh you're dead that's right uh, that would that would be that would be me uh, not <laughs> saying that you're terrible build that would be what my gameplay would be like uh i don't do hardcore characters in anything uh i think the only one that i did was diablo because i needed it to get the uh the the platinum trophy uh and i had to play up to like max level in hardcore and my god did that ever suck i was it, it was like the, the most anxious I've ever been playing a video game for like 50 hours as I'm as I'm playing through and getting my character up to those levels. So uh, I, I will watch your stream, Bill, and I will giggle uh, when your character <laughs> dies for the first time. Um, but I will not join you with a hardcore character. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, and before we get out of here, Anthony Garcia did just send in a super chat. So thank you very much uh, for that. They said, I haven't been watching yours, but I'll want to catch up soon. I've also been able to play D&D for the first time July 4th and had a second session. That's awesome. And nice. so um, you can't catch up on our videos unless you're a member. Um, the video, the streams are available for everyone for the D&D stuff. But after the fact, those are available just for members. We figured because it's so far removed from everything else that we do, it's best mm -hmm. to just give that to members after the stream is over. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Thank you to Anthony and and the other Anthony and Jem and the other Jem for sending in their super chats today. You guys are fantastic. We really do appreciate the support, and we appreciate everybody hanging out with us while we talk about video games. Uh, click on the buttons down below. It really does help out. And leave a comment with what you think about all of the topics that we talked about if you're watching this after the fact. Lloyd, you want to play us out, man? Uh, I was going to make a gem joke uh, because he's here and he always says, hello, gamers. Uh, so I'm going to say goodbye, gamers. Uh, thanks, everybody, for coming out and joining us here on StadiCast. Cast.